you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, guys, it's good to be the end of 2020, and we're doing, this is part two, or part deux, if you're French, part deux. I'm a horrible French person, aren't I? I shouldn't even bother. I like fries, though. Does that count? Bagels? Bagelettes? Bagelettes? Uh, I don't know. I should just stop right now while I'm behind, huh? Uh, anyway, guys, uh, this is part two of what we're uh, calling the uh, 2020 Book Author Guests on the Show Roundup, part two. Part two. Um, so if you haven't listened to part one, go back and check that out. The premise of what we're doing here is we're basically doing a roundup. We're going back through all of the Book Author Guest shows on the Chris Voss Show during 2020, I'm giving you some insights and background, some different things you may have not been aware of or afterthoughts on the show um, of all the great book authors we had on the show. And we're going from beginning to end. We're starting in January, going through all the shows in their order and appearance and uh, talking about some of the shows, what I remember about them, what stuck out to me, what impressed me. Uh, if I can remember anything, it's <laughs> I'm, I'll be 53 next month, so... Things are starting to go out the window. Woo! So we had brilliant authors on all year long, uh, and I was just so impressed and honored to have everyone on. So we're going to be talking about the shows in their order of its appearance, and this is part two. So if you haven't gotten a chance, go back and listen to part one. Uh, go, of course, uh, see us on YouTube.com, Fortress, uh, Chris Voss. You go to Goodreads.com, Fortress, Chris Voss. Also, uh, I just found this out. This is freaking amazing. Uh we come up in Amazon search now. Uh, the Chris Voss Show is on Audible. Uh, the Book Author Podcast is on Audible. All of our podcasts are on Audible and Amazon Music as well. So if you have those, you can listen to the show. What's really cool is they really feature it beautifully, and they show our authors off really well and come up in search. So I, I'm just super impressed at, at that. It really looks nice. So check it out on Amazon if you haven't checked it out over there. Subscribe to us on iTunes. That's the big one that everyone uses. But, you know, hey, we're everywhere. It's a Chris Foss show. So there's that. Uh, so anyway, let's get into the show and what it's about. Also follow like the groups we have on LinkedIn and also uh, Facebook.com for the Chris Foss show as well. And this episode is brought to you by IFI Audio and their new Neo IDSD. The Neo is the new wave of digital sound listening for your desktop music gaming, and bleeding-edge Bluetooth, even MQA audio file decoding. Uh, we're using it in the studio right now. I've loved my experience with it so far. It just makes everything sound so much more richer and better and takes things to the next level. IFI Audio is an award-winning audio tech company with one aim in mind, to improve your music enjoyment of quality sound, eradicate noise, distortion, and hiss from your listening experience. Check out their new incredible lineup of DACs and audio enhancement devices at ifi-audio.com. All right, so let's do it. 
Uh, and uh, you're going to love the slate of auth- uh, authors and interviews. And we have the CES show, lots of technical stuff coming up in January and February. It's really freaking awesome. So uh, we'll get this baby wrapped up and then make sure you subscribe to all your friends and subscribe for next year, 2021. You thought this year was huge, especially what we did in the last half. This is going to blow your mind, all the stuff we're going to have on the show. So let's get to it. Uh, we'll start off the show with uh, uh, someone we had on uh, from CNN you may recognize, Jim Shudo. And uh, Jim is an anchor on CNN. I think he's in the mornings around uh, 11 my time. I'm not sure what how they build that or sell that on uh on uh, uh, you know Eastern Pacific, all that sort of good stuff. I'm sure you know they're always like they see the show at eleven uh, or whatever you know Eastern time because that's all anyone cares about the Eastern Pacific, right? I'm stuck in mountain, but uh, Jim we had on the show, and Jim had written this really cool book, uh, and he took it from an interesting perspective where he tried to stay balanced uh, as much as he could, uh, and I think he did. Um, from my discussions that we had with him. But uh, Jim wrote a book called The Madman Theory, Trump Takes on the World. And he tried to write a uh, unbiased, balanced book where he uh, took a look at what's called the madman theory. And it was a really interesting uh, concept of the madman theory. I'll let you watch the episode to understand what the madman theory is. Um, but uh, it's it's kind of this concept of negotiation. I'll get into it. Fuck it. Uh, it's kind of this concept of negotiation where, um, and it came from back in like Nixon times. It comes from like Nixon and China's relations and, or maybe it was Cambodian-Vietnam relations. See, that's a 53-year-old starting to lose it. Um, but it comes back from that time where Nixon used, I can never remember this gentleman's name. He was the German uh, Israeli that uh, uh, handled his... Uh, uh, his negotiations with state and, and uh, foreign relations. Uh, Kissinger. There we go. I finally remember. Kissinger. So anyway, they played a madman theory game where they, Kissinger went to, I believe, the Vietnamese or the Chinese and went, hey, you know, Nixon's fucking losing it, uh, which he kind of was, actually. Uh, and uh, you never know. He could drop a nuclear bomb on you guys. You guys should probably negotiate with us. And they tried that. And uh, what Jim breaks down is not only what that experience was and the results of it, but he breaks down how Trump tries to do that same thing where he tries to be, you know, hey, there's that crazy guy over there, Donald Trump, and and you never know what he's going to do. So we should probably all like be cool because, uh, you know, you just never know. Uh, Let's all get along. So um, Jim breaks down these these um, things that Trump tries to do during the course of his presidency up to that point in time where he used these methods and they, they tried to play this, uh, you know, sort of game and he analyzes, did they really work or was the benefit good or bad or positive? And what's really smart that Jim takes and does with the book is he breaks down, uh, is he interviews people from the Trump administration? <laughs> like, uh, I believe he, uh, uh, Bannon, uh, a bunch of people who either worked for Trump and got fired or worked for Trump, uh, and stuff like that. So he's talking the inside people. He's not going to people who hate Trump and Trump be there. You know, like, Trump sucks. Um, he's talking to everybody and including people that work for him and asking them, did this really work from your perception of being on the inside of the Trump administration? So really great book on Jim's part. Uh, he really tried to stay unbiased and and uh, present the evidence and then let you decide on what you want to do. Uh, it was really fun to have Jim on the show. You know, 
CNN anchor, this guy appears like all the time. Uh, we've had a couple different CNN people on the show, and they've always been just wonderful people to have on the show. Jim was really cordial, really down to earth guy. You would think that a guy who appears on the on you know major news channels, CNN, might be a little uppity. Really down to earth guy. In fact, responded to our posts on Instagram. Um, you know, just 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 uh, regular Joe you go fishing with or hang with, and uh, I was really impressed by that. Um, you know, I didn't know what to expect, but I, I want people to know that because some people get these perception of a lot of these folks that you see them on TV news that they're uppity or whatever. And Jim was just really down to earth. He was like a guy I could go have a beer with anytime or talk to anytime. Just a wonderful guy and made me have a whole new appreciation for CNN. I've always appreciated CNN. Um, I just have a whole new appreciation and, and start watching his show more, uh, catching his hour and his perspective on things. So that's, that's kind of the long game of what a lot of these authors get from this is you tune into them and you're like, hey, I should probably spend more time listening to this gentleman. Uh, so really fun to have him on the show. Really great guy. Really brilliant perspective. Walked a really fine, hard line. It's really hard uh, to walk that line of like, well, let's talk about Trump without calling everything bad. And, uh, and I think he did a really... Uh, good job of doing that. So um, he still got called out for it. I saw a lot of the views, and you could tell people are Trumpers. <laughs> you know, he got hate. But you're like, holy shit, dude! You you interviewed like Bannon, and you've interviewed all the people. I mean, like you're calling from inside the house, basically. At that point, I mean, what do you what do you got to do, man? Not to get thrown over, whatever. Uh, so great to have Jim on the show. Wonderful, and uh, hopefully we'll get him again if, if he ever comes up. Check him out on on the show. He really uh, probably should be more of a prime time anchor. I'd love to see him as a prime time anchor on CNN. So thanks to him for being on the show and all that good stuff. And we'll look forward to his uh, career. Uh, next up on the show, this is a really great author that I had that came on. This gentleman is a super pro at Ukraine and Russia, which was an interesting discussion because this is after the impeachment hearings the Ukraine stuff, where we found out what Russia was doing. And this guy wrote a book where he understands Ukraine, the Ukraine element of not only the country, its history, its politics, but also its influence from Russia. And he knows, and he spent like all this time digging through Putin. And he wrote this book on Putin and Russia that is extraordinary. And he also gets a good profile on the man, uh, Putin. Uh, and it's it was just just credible read, incredible discussion, and uh, I'd highly recommend you check it out. He, the book was called Russians Crony Capitalism: The Path from Market Economy to Klepto uh, Kleptocracy. Uh, Anders Asland was on the show with us, and he's written numerous books about Ukraine, Russia, and everything else. His insight to this was extraordinary. The inside workings of Putin's financial setup, his government setup, his politics, um, what they do with their money, uh, just just mind-blowing how this is set up. In fact, uh, some of our discussion was to how dangerous this is to, or how close we are to becoming an oligarchy ourselves in America. So uh, I love this discussion. It was a lot of fun to have with him and a lot of insight. And this guy knows a lot about what's going on in Ukraine and uh, Russia. And if you really want to understand what's going on in those segments, buy his books, check them out. Uh, some other authors we have on the show that I was really honored to have this year. Uh, she's written a couple good books, and this was a book that I wanted to have written. I wanted, there's like been two books this year that I wanted someone to write. I was like, I'd go write them, but I don't know how to write books, number two, and boy, it sounds like a lot of work. But I wanted to know 
where the fuck Stephen Miller came from. Stephen Miller, the Goebbels of of the uh, Trump administration, who has built the. Um, uh, hopefully, he ends up in a war crimes criminal in the Hague, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, basically, told the story of where Stephen Miller came from, what made him be the monster that he is, and exposes a lot of the monster stuff that they did inside the Trump administration that I hope they all go to the Hague for, for crimes against humanity. But I wanted somebody to write this book because I didn't want to go dig up uh, who's Steve Miller, where the fuck did this guy come from? But Gene Guerrero wrote this book called Hate Monger, and it's one of the top books that I highly recommend you read this year in understanding the persecution of immigrants and everything else. Um... We had him on the sh- or her on the show about him. <laughs> we talked about Stephen Miller. In fact, I think I got a little out of hand during the show because I was I was like, I hope Steve Miller watches this show or somebody who knows him. And I I kind of dropped some nasty stuff about him being an incel and other things. <laughs> I think poor Gene was like, Chris, you know, seriously, like what the fuck? And but I'm like. I want Steve Miller to watch this show and see the shit I'm going to say about him. Anyway, it was pretty, I don't know. I tried to be insightful with his motivation as a man or as an incel, his sexuality. What's interesting about Stephen Miller is his early girlfriends were um, Mexican, uh, Hispanic. And and so you have to wonder if some of the hate that comes from him uh, internally comes from rejection of women and, and his inability to... Um, to develop relationships with them. And instead he creates this uh, personality where he, he tries to be controversial as a way to try and attract women. So I was trying to get into some of that too, as well. And uh, Gene wrote this extraordinary book. I mean, the, um, the notes on it are just, uh, I think uh, a quarter of the book or something, a third I'm, I'm embellishing that a little bit, but uh, her notes on it are extraordinary. So she just didn't make shit up, which I think a lot of people that write books on the Trump administration get accused of. But uh, she wrote an extraordinary book. Um, and her her book prior, I got into a little bit. I haven't finished it, but it's definitely on the slate for 2021. Uh, she wrote uh, about uh, illegal immigrants, her story of her father from Mexico, um, her journey to try and uh, resolve some of those issues of childhood and, and understanding who her father was. Kind of a journey we all go through with our fathers. Um, but really great writing, brilliant author. I think I consumed the book like it was going out of style. Uh, but I was so thankful to her for writing a book on Stephen Miller so I could know who this monster was. And I learned so much about the uh, conservative right-wing hate, racist stuff that's going on in the network's that built Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller just didn't come out of nowhere. He was built by this machinery and, uh, they hit a home run right out of the park with him and getting Trump in office. And you learn the inner workings of how that got put together. And hopefully, uh, based on her journalistic writings, we can, uh, forgot to take apart that machine if we can. Um, hate monger, uh, Jean Guerrero, uh, just wonderful ever show. Brilliant woman. Uh, just really great intellectual on, uh, on uh, what she brought to the story there and just just hell of an expose on Stephen Miller book I wanted to have written she smacked it right out of the park um she wrote it for me no I'm just kidding but uh this is one of two books I wanted to written this year that I was like I really want to find out more about the information about this and everything else uh another book that we had on the show this is by Finn Brunton 
uh, Digital Cash, the Unknown History of the Anarchists, Utopians, Technologists Who Created Cryptocurrency. This is kind of an interesting historic dive we did in a fun conversation that we had. Um, it was kind of fun because it wasn't about politics when there was so much on this year with politics. I mean, it was a political year. What can you say? But uh, we talked about digital cash, cryptocurrency, the infancy of it, how it's created, some of the different concepts or ideas behind it and everything else. Very insightful conversation. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, another book that we had on, Carl Benedict Frey. This gentleman was brilliant. Uh, he's a uh, professor, I believe, in Oxford. Uh, the Technology Trap. Uh, and See, I'm not seeing the fine print on this very well with my old eyes. Capital. Basically, he tells a story about, uh, through history, how technology has been used to uh, upend um, up end societies, up end economies, up end governments, uh, in different ways that it's happened. He really doesn't come to much conclusion. He just presents the evidence and says, you figure it out. But it kind of, it, he kind of ties together an interesting concept of uh, the consistencies of how technology comes in, uh, destroys society, destroys economies, and then they have to rebuild with the new technology. You know, this, this constant reinvention of, of humanity, technology, and, and how it works and everything and all that good stuff. So a uh, great book to get. Check that out as well. Uh, another gentleman we had on the show, Operation Vengeance. This was a book uh, guy's written a lot of different books. Dan Hampton, um, The Astonishing Aerial Ambush That Changed World War II. Um, it was interesting to have him on. It was a very interesting conversation. Let's put it that way. He's written a lot of books. Uh, I don't know what to say about this thing, man. Uh, it was a good book. I would advise you read it. It's a true story of how they went in and uh, went after the guy who uh, planned Pearl Harbor. Uh, check out the book. Check out some of his other books as well. The guy is a um, top-tier Air Force pilot or retired Air Force pilot. Uh, he did some extraordinary things, some extraordinary medals. I check him out um, and all that good stuff. <laughs> it was interesting to have him on the show. Let's put it that way. Most most guests I have on uh, are are just really interesting to have on the show. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it at fucking that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've had everyone on the show and just had a wonderful time with them. But uh, you can check out Operational Vengeance Dan's book. If you want, uh, let's see here. Uh, this is another brilliant author to have on the show. Robert P. Jones. I saw him on some different TV interviews <clears throat> and he was calling from inside the room of religion. He, uh, he's the author of the end of white Christian America, but he wrote this book called white too long, the legacy of white supremacy in American Christianity. And he was part of the group that came from the, the, the James, um, the um, I've lost my train of thought here. The uh, the J James ba James Baldwin Jim Baldwin James Baldwin James Baldwin. There we go. James Baldwin uh, conversation. In fact, uh, I believe White Too Long was in, the title of it was inspired from the book. But uh, uh, Robert runs. I think it's P R R I the organization, and they do a lot of studies and insight to religion and what's going on in government, uh, things of that nature. So they he he has a lot of brilliant intellectual stuff that he goes into super nice guy 
Um, wonderful journey he took on here and very brave considering he's calling from inside the house of religion, talking about, uh, white nationalists, uh, the extreme right of religion, who, who's why Trump is the way he is and why they're still supporting him and the breakdown of, of, uh, religion and, and racism and white nationalism as well. Great discussion I had with him, a uh, good friend of uh, with him on Facebook and stuff. I just really smart guy. The stuff he puts out, the data he puts out, I highly recommend uh, from him and his organization. And uh, I think it's great people like this are doing this, are calling out. You know, uh, uh, they're they're religious and they're calling out. Hey man, we all need to quit being racist and stuff like that. So uh, great stuff there. Uh, another great authors that we had on the show. This is two authors. This is Kevin Sullivan and Mary Jordan. We had them on the show. They're winners of the Pulitzer Prize. Uh, I believe they're both co-editors or, or somewhere in the echelons of uh, the Washington Post. Brilliant, brilliant, wonderful people. Uh, fun guests to have on the show. That was a fun show to do. I actually set up a couple funny bits in the show. You'll have to go watch the show uh, to see them. I wish we could have gotten on film, but they uh, were having a Sunday kind of a weird Sunday on there where the sun was coming in and the light wasn't happening and it just wasn't going to be a good video appearance. And, uh, and so we did it on audio only, but they wrote just the consummate historical thick book, Trump on trial. It's the inside story, outside story, um, of Trump's impeachment trial. And, uh, they tell the stories from, uh, everyone's perspective and all the data they collected, uh, which is kind of summation of all the different great journalists at the Washington Post uh, that have been following and put together, and they, they put it through, and then they present it as a great timeline piece of all the different players, what they were thinking, what they were doing, and uh, how we got there. And I mean, just a just the consummate book, it's it's basically a historical novel that probably kids should read in school. Uh, but... Uh, uh, incredible book, super thick, super f- footnotes and data and everything else you're going to do. And also stuff that you didn't know about. Like if you watch the Trump on trial, uh, uh, impeachment hearings like I did, and you followed the whole narrative of it, there's stuff in there you're going to learn about that will just blow your mind. You'll be like, oh, wow, that, that all makes a lot more sense now. Uh, so Trump on trial, check out that book. Uh, wonderful to have them on really funny, gracious people really enjoyed, uh, being with them. Uh, they really love the joke. I, I, I pulled, uh, it was a bit that I did it wasn't a joke on them, but it was a bit I pulled out. Um, and, and we talked about journalism, why it was important. I think that was important for me too, because I wanted to talk about journalism, uh, and why it was important. Part of one of the things that was going on during that time, I think the week before, Donald Trump and the Trump administration had threatened the Washington Post saying they were going to build dossiers on them and target them. Um, so that was kind of the reason we had some of the discussions that we have there. So I advise you to go check that out because some of that bled into those discussions by my design and, uh, and I love their thoughts on it. In fact, um, both Mary and Kevin gave me some, uh, responses to my questions that I held on to through the election that kind of kept me sane. <laughs> there was a couple things they said and replies that they had, and there was a couple, uh, replies uh well there was uh the reply from obama about how we zig and we zag and you know sometimes we lose our way but we find our way back as americans those are things i've been only on to for four years as my method of sanity so um there was that um but yeah just extraordinary interview brilliant people 
Definitely check them out. All that good stuff. Uh, next up, we had The Boy in the Field, a novel by Margot Livesley. Uh, she's written a bunch of books. She's an accomplished, successful novelist. Uh, just a great, fun discussion I had with her. Uh, great insight to how she writes her characters, how she builds them, and uh, her thinking. It's fun to talk to novelists because novelists are very different than, than nonfiction. They have to invent everything. Pretty much, you know, with nonfiction, you're working usually with some sort of historical context or personality. Um, and so you're writing about facts. But as a novelist, you have to invent everything. So uh, it was really great to get her perspective. A lot of fun to have on the show. Very sweet gal. Uh, it's just one of those people that you love talking to and you're like, wow, I'd love to have a beer with those people anytime. Uh, in fact, I, there's, I think, just about everybody in the show I'd, I'd love to have on again and shoot the shit with. Uh, there might be one I won't. Um, and you can figure out who that was. Um, let's see the poetry of strangers. This was a great guy to have on the show. I'm not into poetry, but his story was just so mind blowing. And I think he got me back into poetry. Uh, Brian, Sonia Wallace, uh, the poetry of strangers. What I learned traveling America with the typewriter. Uh, this is just a mind blowing story of serendipity. Um, he is one of these poets that goes out to events with a typewriter. And there's a very kinetic purpose to that because you can uh, you can improv a poem and give it to people because you hand them the paper. You can't really do that like, hey, can you wait till the printer prints it off? And, and you know, and, and they're out at events where there's no plugs or electricity. So, and there's something very kinetic and uh, acoustic, if you will about a typewriter. We talk about some of that, but he uh, did a very, some very interesting things that he tells a story in the book about how he traveled America. Uh, at one point he was riding on trains uh, and I think he was brought on by union Pacific to do this and basically uh, write poetry uh, and just improv it right on the spot. And so people come up to him and go, Hey, we write a poem about me for this. And he'll kind of, you know, uh, kind of analyze you kind of like a, I don't know, a soothsayer, if you will, sort of thing. There's some sort of magic that he happens in that exchange. And he writes a poem and he gives it to you and it's a kinetic poem. Uh, and, uh, and there it is. And it's, it's magical and it's beautiful. And, uh, you know, you, you pay him whatever you're supposed to pay or whatever he's charging or, you know, whatever. And he just does that. At, at places and it's it's quite a story his perception of it like when you're looking on the face of it, you're like you took a typewriter and you wrote poetry okay but when you really listen to the story that you read his book and stuff uh his adventure his serendipity his perception of it his interpretation of it his presentation of it is just wonderful and uh i had a lot of fun with him on the show i think i'm friends with him on facebook uh just a really great guy and a, a, a guy just came away going, man, this, this guy is fucking awesome. What a brilliant perspective on the world and life and everything else. And you, it, just a story you wouldn't even think when you're like, what? There's a book about poetry and a, and uh, connect typewriters. No way. Where's that going? Yeah. You just won't see it coming. Watch the show. Uh, another great author we had on the show before you go, Tommy Butler, a novel. This guy was extraordinary over the show beautiful book that would move me and presented in such a way I'd never seen a novel presented. I don't read a lot of novels, so maybe there's some more like it, but the way he presents the novels in the timeline and order and the extraordinary way that he talks about a subject that 
uh, I didn't know you could go outside the lines on. Um, and I'll leave it to you to watch the episode. I'm going to make that a teaser. But he talks about a subject about our life, afterlife, why we're here. He talks about it in a way and it presents it in a fictional way that is quite beautiful and elegant, moving, but you won't see coming. Like you won't even see it coming. And you have to take it apart and, and it just it, it just becomes a page turner where you're like, what the hell happens next here? Um, just an extraordinary story and probably one of the best novels that I've kind of read in recent memory. Um, and, uh, I really would advise you read it, go watch the show. We get into it. We talk about it and, uh, yeah, really impressed with that novel and everything else. I highly recommend it. Uh, <clears throat> next up on the show, how are we, how are we doing here? Boy, we got a lot of shows. There may be four parts of this thing. Unforgetting Roberto Lovato. A memoir of family, migration, gangs, and the revolution in the Americas. Uh, I love having Roberto on. In fact, I think we talked for like a half an hour before the show, and I finally had to clamp down and go, we really need to get like all this great stuff you're saying, uh, uh, Roberto, into the show. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it just the show was just going off the rails at the beginning. It wasn't going off the rails. We were having a lot of fun, and he was he was sharing with me so much extraordinary stuff. But I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa, we, we, want, we want to get this content in the show. Um, brilliant author. He talks about growing up uh, as an El Salvadorian child. Uh, his family's from El Salvador. Uh, they have the whole history of El Salvador. Uh, this is really interesting because I just found out about the uh, giant massacres in El Salvador during the Reagan administration and the impact of that and racism and and the Reagan administration, you know, just all the things we're having with racism and how we got here, the city on the hill conversation, the James Baldwin conversation, just everything melded together. And uh, I'd wanted to find out more about El Salvador and some of the different things. And he talks about growing up in Southern California during that period of time of, of uh, Ronald Reagan and the experience, his father, his family. Um, just an extraordinary rich book. Brilliant guy. I think I talked to him a lot after the show. It was one of those guys where he was just like, I mean, it's just so much great stuff and insight and stuff. And I'd love to have I invite him on the show to come on anytime he wants. He can talk about the book and promote it. Uh, another great guy we have on the show. I think those of you who like losing weight and don't like politics would love our shows on this. Uh, we had Dr. Jason Fung on the show and we had him on twice. The first time he talked about his book that I believe comes out in January, the cancer code, a revolutionary understanding of a medical mystery. And then we had him on the show again, talking about the complete guide to fasting and the BCD code and locking the secrets of weight loss. Really great, brilliant stuff on the show. Really insightful. This guy is incredibly freaking popular and just holy moly. He was popular. He is popular. Um, you definitely want to read his stuff and uh, find out more about him. I believe he has a big fasting website he runs. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and, uh, yeah, just real insightful stuff. Really brilliant out-of-the-box thinking or outside-of-the-box thinking. Uh, check him out as well. Uh, another great author we have on the show, really is an honor to have on, Jesus and John Wayne. Uh, I've been talking with, you know, Eddie Glaude Jr. about uh, the influence of John Wayne on me as a man and my perception of manhood and how that shaped me, but also the things I didn't pick up subconsciously 
of the racism of John Wayne and everything else. And of course, I'd never read the Playboy interview up to then. That was the famous racist interview he did. Uh, but she wrote a book called Jesus and John Wayne, How White Evangelicals Corrupted a Faith and Fractured a Nation. Kristen Coves dume um, she came on the show, uh, extraordinary insight, uh, and also worked hand-in-hand with uh, White Too Long, Robert P. Jones' book that I talked about earlier. In fact, I think he recommended to have her on the show, and that's how I, I reached out to her. Um, you got to read her book. Uh, she talks about how all this is going down, how it happened. She breaks down the John Wayne experience. She's calling from inside the house. So she's a religious person herself. Uh, I think it's brilliant and brave what she's doing and uh, just really gives you good insight to everything that's going on there as well. Uh, next up we had on the show, White Hot Light by Frank Hewler. Uh, this guy uh, is uh, an ER doctor. He's written a couple books that have been incredibly popular, 25 Years in Emergency Medicine. He came on and we talked about what's going on with the coronavirus, uh, what goes on in ER rooms, uh, stories. He has a lot of stories in the book about experiences, lessons, things he learned, things that happened to him in the course of those uh, 25 years. Um, a bit of blood and guts, got to be honest with you. I had a little... Hard time with it. I'm not a blood and guts guy. I'm one of those guys where if I see too much blood on the movie screen, or if you tell me you're going to take my blood, I start to pass out. My head starts to swoon. I've had to walk out of movies. I'm that I'm that big baby. But if you can handle it, uh, the insights of humanity and lessons learned as a human being and stuff that he talks about in the R room and probably settings that... that uh, uh, probably few other places can deliver those sort of lessons. Uh, it's a great book and a great uh, uh, guest to have on the show. Next up, we had Ann Werner. Uh, she wrote the book The Melt, which I believe is part one of an apocalyptic book. She's written a numerous set of books, and I believe she used to be on The Young and Restless back in the day or one of the soaps. She'll forgive me, I hope. Um, I can't quite remember exactly, but we had her on. Delightful, insightful um, really interesting thing. She wrote this book to melt before the coronavirus pandemic, and it has some parallels in there. <laughs> so you definitely want to see the interview and, and check out the book. Cause it's kind of like, oh, this is, it's kind of weird how she wrote this book and she didn't see this one coming. A lot of these books are, it was kind of interesting that she were written and, uh, turned into their publishers and then published months later. Uh, and you're just like, wow, did you, were you a fortune teller? So there you go. Uh, another great book, this fell on the same line. We had about nine of these books on that I was really excited to have these authors on uh, that fell into the vein of the talking about white nationalist, white religion, uh, and and Trump and God and what the hell is going on with these people. Um, and uh, this author came on, Taking America Back for God, Andrew L. Whitehead and Samuel L. Perry. Uh, they came on the show Christian nationalism in the United States. Uh, brilliant discussion. You should follow his podcast or their podcast. Um, I believe they do on uh, and, and Twitter. Uh, just really great discussion on what's going on there. Um, and uh, and uh, uh, yeah, just really great to have um, uh, him on the show. Just really insightful discussion. You're gonna. I'm probably gonna mention a few other books that were in that same vein. All these books take apart and build. Uh, show the net the the network that's built 
to create monsters like Trump, like Stephen Miller and everything else. And uh, I'd highly recommend you grab all these books if you really want to understand what's going on. This isn't these people. Trump and Stephen Miller don't pop out of a box and just you're just like, wow, you just, you know, someone dropped you on your head and now you're an asshole. These people are built and programmed by machine networks, by PACs, by dirty money, by billionaires who want to who want to destroy America, um, at least the the America that we know from a democratic state, uh, create a theocracy or, or an enslavement, uh, oligarchy, uh, all that stuff. So definitely uh, you should check out that book uh, and all of these books in that vein. The next author I have up, Dynamic Reteaming. Uh, it was wonderful and fun to have her on the show. The Art and Wisdom of Changing Teams, Heidi Hefland. Um, O'Reilly uh, was the book publisher on this, Dynamic Reteaming. She was a lot of fun to have on the show. We talked about uh, she's worked in the tech industry in Silicon Valley for a lot of, I think, big and reputable eight, uh, companies. Uh, lots of fun to have on the show. I think after the show, we talked about opening Apple, old Apple computers, to see the signatures and everything, which I didn't even know about. And my friends didn't know about, um, but, uh, yeah, just, just a hoot and talking about how to reteam, build teams better, uh, build companies and employees so that you get more productivity out of them. Just a great, brilliant discussion with her and, uh, highly recommend the book to check out, uh, this author we had on the show, I've been following him for years on Twitter, and he is prolific. If you don't follow him, you may want to follow him. Seth Abramson. He's written a multitude of books. In fact, I think this is third in a trilogy, if I recall rightly. And it's uh, largely about Trump and politics, and he uh, he's a great aggregator of news. He basically collects all the news, puts it together, puts it in a format you can understand. And uh, he also breaks a lot of news, uh, gets a lot of scoops, and a lot of good stuff. But he wrote the third book in the series called Proof of Corruption, Bribery, Impeachment, and Pandemic in the Age of Trump. Uh, Seth Abramson, New York Times bestseller of Proof of Conspiracy. I think he did three of these proof books. Uh, Seth is a great guy, brilliant, uh, very funny. He was wonderful to have on the show. Uh, hugely popular book, hugely popular show. That thing got a ton of downloads, a ton of, and a ton of, uh, hopefully a ton of orders off all those downloads, but, um, he was really popular. Let's just put it that way. Um, and, uh, I think he continues to be popular even on YouTube with our, with our, uh, media that we took and made for him. Uh, but really great guy to have on the show. Really insightful, super freaking smart. Definitely check him out. And if, if, uh, on top of reading the book, follow him on Twitter and stuff. The guy is just a monster at data and, uh, knowledge and insight to politics and what Trump and the administration are doing. Um, and, uh, he'll really keep you up to date. There you go. Um, next up we have on the show, another brilliant author that's actually was really popular and doing really well. I'm not sure if some of it comes from, um, from the Arab world. Cause I have a lot of people making comments on the YouTube video in Arabic. <laughs> so I'm not sure if he's made people angry or happy over there in Arab at the Arab region, if you will. Uh, I'm not even sure what some people are saying sometimes because they write in Arabic, but his podcast was very popular and YouTube is very popular and I get lots of comments. Uh, so, um, he, this was a book, uh, written by both Bradley Hope and Justin Sheck. Uh, I believe they're both wall street journal, uh, journalists, forgive me if I get that wrong. Uh, I believe they're both wall street journal or New York times, but I'm pretty sure wall street journal. Uh, but they wrote blood and oil. 
Mohammed bin Salman's ruthless quest for global power. It was really interesting. We talked to him right after the uh, Saudi Arabian government had issued the uh, kind of faux punishment for for uh, the killers of um, of the journalists from, uh, I believe, the Washington Post, and uh, so it was. It was really a sobering read. Uh, he tells the story of of how this monster was built. Uh, and how he got here and what he, how he thinks and what he does. And they had extraordinary interviews and, uh, sometimes at the risk of personal, uh, personal risk at getting some of these interviews and delving some of this information out and, and sharing it. Great book, blood and oil. Great discussion I had with him on the show. Really fun guy. Great guy to have on the show. I think I'm friends with him on Facebook, but uh, really insightful. I'm going to look forward to just everything he does, but just really hard hitting journalism, um, and, uh, great stuff from them. Um, next up on the show, Dr. Joseph Murphy expand, uh, the power of your subconscious mind. This is kind of an interesting book. Uh, it was commentary and teachings by C. James Jensen, and he kind of repurposed it or retread it. Went back and kind of explained it better, and, and did his spin on things and different things. Um, a great guy to have on. Really warm, super friendly, uh, really nice guy. Um, and he came on, talked about you know the subconscious mind, expanding the power of your thing, and really took the teachings of uh, C. James jensen to the next level and uh gotten some details with that so be sure to check it out uh, incredible speaker uh great life story this guy's in just an incredible life next up we had uh someone i was really honored to have on Brittany k barnett uh she wrote the book a knock at midnight which is a reference to uh i think a sermon from martin luther king or a subject from martin luther king a story of hope justice and freedom if you're familiar with uh, Kim Kardashian going to the White House and getting uh, several people released from prison and uh, nullifying their 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 uh, uh, their prison sentences that were just uh, way overdone in terms of length and punishment and stuff, she is an accomplished, super successful corporate attorney, um, and uh, Barnett. Uh, uh, is I should say uh, Kim Kardashian. I think she just got her law thing, but uh, she works with Kim Kardashian in that project that they're using to uh, get people's uh, sentences either reduced or people released from prison who have been wrongly or uh, badly uh, overpunished. Um, and uh, so she works with that project. She's instrumental in getting those people out. I mean, Kim Kardashian is kind of like, uh, I don't mean this rudely, but kind of like the front figure head or the, the PR person doing it. And she's doing all the legal background or stuff. Um, incredible, heartbreaking, touching, moving. Uh, I cried uh, several times in the first chapter. I told her that on the thing and I'm not sure she believed me. She's like, you really, you cried, you know, you look, you look like a big, dude and you don't care but just really sweet and gentle i think by about halfway through the show she realized that i was incredibly sincere about the project she was working on what she was doing and um her book is something extraordinary it's won lots of awards i believe it's like the top 10 or top 20 books on so many lists this year um it's incredibly relating because part of it tells the story of her growing up in the 80s during the repressive uh ronald reagan regime the tax they did with them on drugs and everything else um i think it was personal for me very much so because uh, her mother had issues with uh, alcoholism and drugs. Uh, I had 
seen that from a girlfriend that I had been engaged to and the effect on children. And so it kind of gave me an insight to her. Um, just a really great interview. Um, wonderful time spent with her. Uh, I, I, I just, just such an insightful thing and a really great book to read. If you want to understand racism and, and the, the, what Ronald Reagan and his little uh, cronies did with conservatives and stuff to people, she gives you an on the ground, uh, thing and, and the experience of what the drug war did in attacking minorities and creating this, this megalomania out of control prison system and justice system that, that basically targets minorities and locks them up forever, uh, and racism. Uh, just extraordinary book. And l- this book won so many different awards. This book was huge when we announced that she was coming on the show. And once we had her on the show, it was huge. Uh, very popular. Um, it's it just an extraordinary book. And her story is, is uh, I, I just, wow. It's just, it will make you cry. It will break your heart. But the fact that she's taken that heartbreak and that heartache and turned it into, uh, number one, a successful career, but also into being someone who's doing, you know, all the great things that hopefully she'll be remembered for, someone to build a statue for, too. Um, just, just a wonderful, extraordinary experience. Grab the book, A Knock at Midnight. I think you'll be moved uh, by. <clears throat> uh, next great author that we had, I really loved having her on. Uh, she was a lot of fun to have on. Uh, she's one of those people that just, I learned so freaking much, like, she blew my mind. Like I was watching an interview with her before, uh, right before the show. And I was just like, Oh my, are you, they're doing this. They're doing that. And they're doing this. And she was a lot of fun to have on the show. Um, this falls in the same vein of the white too long, the Jesus and John Wayne taking back, uh, America for God or taking America back for God. Get it right. Chris, um, of this white nationalist Christian telling the story of, of the big networks, the PACs, the billionaires, the Betsy DeVos organization, the I believe it's the Council of National Policy, all these people that brought us Trump and this monstrous racism and everything else and trying to turn America into a theocracy. Um, so she was great to have on the show. Uh, lots of fun. Great discussion. I <laughs> She's one of those people that are just so much fun to have on the show. I'm like, you can come on anytime. Just, we'll just shoot the shit and talk about whatever. Um, great author. I I'm excited. I think she's got some projects too that she's working on that should be great, but incredible insight. The shit that I learned from her and her book. Oh my God. Like once again, uh, for the umpteenth time, Trump doesn't and Stephen Miller don't come out of nowhere. These people are built by fucking rich monsters who want to control this nation and turn it into something other than a democracy. And, um, and they're willing to make Trump King for it. You've got to read her book, Catherine Stewart, the power worshipers so uh check out that book inside the dangerous rise of religious nationalism a book i really liked um daniel cohen the infinite desire for growth this is an interesting book uh by daniel and we talked about how there's this insatiable need for growth well we always have to be like we can never be happy with what we have rest on our laurels we always what's the next big thing what's the next big thing what's the next big thing you know we're always on this uh horrible mission uh, where we never appreciate anything but we're just constantly going to the next big thing and, and trying to grow 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 and when he talks about some of the issues that are surround that because uh sometimes you know over un uncontrolled or or unfettered growth might not always be a good thing okay that's just what he's saying and he's right about it he presents some really good audience to it um the next guest that we had on the show 
Wow, this really sucks. This is at the end of the show. I don't know that I want to have this at the end of the show. Do I want to have this end of the show? He really should be a beginning of the show sort of thing. But I, you know, I got to run out of time. So you definitely want to hear this part um, of the show. Uh, let's see. I just lost the page on it. Um, Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok, the FBI agent, and I forget his official title, but he's like he's like in the top echelons of the FBI, was on the show. And I was really honored to have him on the show. I wasn't sure if we'd get him um, and everything else. He appears on TV all the time and everything else, but I really wanted to have him on the show. When I was seeing Peter Strzok on his interviews, it would drive me mad. It would drive me nuts because he had some of the inside, insights to uh, Flynn, the Hillary uh, investigation, the Trump investigation. He was he knew what was going on, and he was trying to balance it all and make it all happen and, and somehow hold the FBI to its highest standards and ethics. And, uh, you know, they were just going through an extraordinary punishing thing because, you know, no one's ever investigating the president, <laughs> you know, and he's inside the room, if you will. So um, – uh, I wanted to get him on the show because I was so I used to scream at the TV because he would get on shows like CNN or MSNBC and and they and he'd be like okay here's the guy who knows what happened and and how Trump's trying to overthrow the democracy and then they would start asking about his messages about his affair that he had and how those messages got exposed and and all that sort of stuff and they would just get in the Kim Kardashian salacious bullshit of it and I hated that. I hate it. And they, they would waste the whole five to 10 minute segment that they had with Peter just talking about that. And it would drive me fucking nuts. Cause I'm like, okay, great. The guy had an affair and he's got some messages from her. I don't give a shit. I want to know how my country's getting fucking overthrown into a coup by some asshole orange maniac. I don't, you know, this guy was a FBI agent of the higher echelons, the FBI code and, and all those sort of things. And you want to talk about his fucking Kim Kardashian text messages? Fuck you. You just wasted that whole segment. And we didn't even find out any of the stuff about how he's trying to destroy my country. Um, so I just felt like so many of, of Peter's interviews are wasted. Um, he had, you know, I mean, every appearance he had, he was just getting taken apart between the Senate conf Senate hearings and the House hearings. It just... It just and, and he, the poor guy was just brutalized. And I, I just see him as a human being, as a guy with high amount of ethics and and coming out of the FBI system. And I, I wanted to interview him in a way that he'd – I'd never seen him interviewed before. And so I put a lot of work into his interview. I tried to. And it was fun to have him. We had a lot of fun on the show. I wanted to see Peter Strzok laugh. I wanted to get to know him a little bit more, at least for my audience, get to know him a little bit more as a human being as uh, put a human face on him because he just he'd just been just brutalized an attack for so long in the media the press uh legislators i mean and and you know i felt i felt for him in a lot in a way where i have had friends that have had affairs i've and 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 are trying to hold their marriages together in spite of them for for whatever their reasons are and so to me it, it was just an extraordinary set of events, and it was, in fact, in American history. But to me, I wanted to put a different face of Peter Strzok or present a different Peter face. I mean, I don't, I mean, Peter, Peter Strzok's face. Um, you know, it's, I, it's not like I control that sort of thing, but I want to have a different narrative or a different conversation, different interview with him that would humanize him uh, better. And, uh, 
And uh, that was my evil plot on his thing was to be like, let's talk about things so that when people get to know Peter Strzok better, they see a human being, they see a guy who's trying to do the right thing. They don't see um, whatever sort of you know narrative has been presented by politicians and news media and and we talked about the things that fucking mattered when it came to America and capitalism and and uh, saving the Constitution and and the FBI and standing up for what's right. And we didn't get into the stupid minutia of fucking Kim Kardashian bullshit. Um, so uh, I was really honored to be able to deliver that uh, interview with him or hope I did uh, and have that conversation with him. And uh, if you go and watch that interview, you're probably going to see a side of Peter Strzok that I never saw in any interview that was done with him up until that time. I think the closest thing I saw, saw was 60 Minutes did an interview with him and they had him laughing and they were talking about stuff. And we actually have some fun banter in the, we had a fun time the whole time actually. I loved my interview with Steve, with uh, Peter. Um but uh, we talked about some stuff that was a lot of fun. We talked about the Rolling Stones. Uh, I There was a few jokes I had in there for him. I had a whole lot of jokes written for his show, but I was really worried that I somehow would make his life more painful if I told some jokes and and they got in the wrong hands or whatever. So I had to put some of those jokes to bed that I had written for Peter. Maybe we'll have him on in the future and and uh, he'll be uh, uh, represented as the hero that he was. And, uh, you know, the good guys will win in the end. And it looks like we're headed that direction. Um, and so it was a lot of fun. But I wanted to do a show with Peter that would humanize him and show him as something different than what the narrative had been behind him. And I think I did that. And and, and I, it wasn't me. I mean, he he's a great guy just in himself. And I think he... Uh, I, I hopefully we present him with a venue where he could present himself as the human being that he is and the struggle he goes through. To me, that's the humanity of it too. I mean, that's, we all go through that. We're all human fucking beings. We're putting, you know, but what he went through was, uh, extraordinary and his insight into it was extraordinary. And, and I just, just the, uh, just the struggle of what they had to deal with was, was extraordinary and, and probably would be talked about from history from here on out. But, uh, um, I, I was, I came away impressed and even more than I was before. And I think he's a hero of American democracy. And, uh, I hope that someday he'll be recognized as such, uh, after we get through these troubled times. Um, but yeah, great interview with Pierre. Go see it. Um, yeah, I tried to, I, I worked really hard to present something different with Peter, um, and interview him in a different way than I'd seen anyone interview him with. And, and I felt like a lot of his interviews had been unfair. So I was really honored to get a chance to, to, to do that. I think, I think, I don't know if he really knew what I was up to, but, um, I asked a lot of questions that, that they really got into the heart of the man and the depth of the man, as opposed to what were your text messages. So, um, and I got to know about who the fuck he really was and hopefully my audience did too. And how this is a guy who really gave a shit about doing what's right. Uh, following the rules, uh, following the FBI code, and uh, serving democracy and serving his country well, and uh, and uh, was was dealing with just these monsters of Donald Trump and and all of his gang of idiots that uh, I I dislike horribly. So go check out the Peter Strzok interview. Uh, really great guy. Wonderful discussion I think I had with them. And uh, like I say, I'm hoping that uh, someday they'll they'll call him a hero um and i think he was too i'm calling him here now so 
There you go. Uh, next up, we had Catherine Iban, Bottle of Lies. This is quite extraordinary. She is an extraordinary author, journalist, et cetera, et cetera. She wrote this book called The Inside Story of the Generic Drug Boom. Kirkus Reviews uh, called the Beth Health and Science Books of 2019. Uh, she did, I believe it's a 10-year expose into... Um, the drug uh, manufacturing industry, the FDA, but also uh, of generic drugs. And wow, holy crap, she will make your visit to the pharmaceutical companies uh, an interesting one with a lot of questions because holy moly, 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 uh, she wrote an extraordinary book with Zindep. So if you want to know what's in your prescription bottle and generic medicines and all that good stuff, go get Bottle of Lies by Catherine Ebon. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to move to part three. We're rounding up to an hour. And, uh, wow, there's probably going to be four parts of this. Might be five if I don't shut up and start banging through these. But we're going to get through them. We're going to review, and I'm going to give you some insights to some of the great interviews of awesome book authors we had on the Chris Foss Show be sure to check them out, order up their books, search for them on the Chris Foss Show, subscribe to it, and we'll see you on part three.